Behind the Shade. Tell us who you are and a little bit about yourself before we get into your fantastic weight loss journey. Yes, thank you. Uh, my name is Monica Burke, as Terrain has told you guys. Um, I am a realtor out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, I've been doing that for about eight years now. Um, and really, I have gone through a lot of traumatic events throughout my life that kind of added up in a lot of ways. And the only way, you know, we tend to deal with things or when we don't have control is to find control in usually what we eat and how we take care of ourselves. And that can be an extreme either way. Like for me, it was binge eating. Um, so that was something that until I really started healing the traumas and things that happened and dealing with those things, the weight was almost subsequent after that. Um, of course it still has like its addictions to sugars and things like that, that I've had to overcome with that, but, and still continue to do. Um, so for me, I just have started at ground zero. I've lost everything, um, in business where my family was moved to like a trailer park in the middle of nowhere, um, couldn't afford anything. And I, the only way out was to restart over. And so I've built an entire business from like the ground up, um, literally no cell phone, no resources. Uh, well, I had a cell phone, but I didn't have like internet. I didn't have a laptop. So at the same time as kind of like the weight loss, I, I was doing a lot of other things uh, to put us in a better situation at the same time out of having to on that side of it, the weight loss just got to a point really where I had to as well. So this, is this a situation where you went up in weight and then you're looking to come back down or was it a situation where you had a little bit of weight, but then it was increasing, increasing until you realize, Hey, something needs to stop. Um, it really went fast up in weight. So when I was in high school, um, that's kind of where it started actually was my childhood. Like I would hoard food. I would do things like we grew up really poor. And so there's this really lack mentality around food. If I got money, that's the only thing I wanted to spend it on. Um, and then as I got up in high school, I got pregnant with my first son. And when I got pregnant with him, I really adopted the whole, like, you can eat whatever you want. You're pregnant. And I, that was my excuse really is when the binge eating took off. So I gained a ton of weight with him. And then afterwards it just continued throughout. So it was, um, at my highest, I was around 265, but I'm only five foot tall. So it's not, I mean, it was very large for me to carry, um, and so for me, it just got to the point where I had to, um, in January of 2020, we went on a vacation, my husband and I, just for the weekend, I went call it a vacation, just a trip to Las Vegas. And when we went, um, after one day of walking on the strip, I couldn't walk anymore. Like not like, oh, my feet hurt. My legs hurt. Like my legs started locking up in my feet. And I was so mortified because I was like 29. Okay. So I'm sitting here like I'm, I'm, or maybe it was like 30. I just turned 30. So I was like, I'm only 30. And if I can't even like walk a full day on the strip, 
what's it going to look like by the time I'm 40 or 50, realistically? And I have three children. Um, my whole family depends on me. And so, but more than anything, it just was like forced with reality. Like my body is shutting me down. Um, and if I want to do all these wonderful things I want to do in life, um, this is going to hold me back from that. And it's very evident. Whereas before I would be like, oh, I don't care how I look. And honestly, looks don't get me there. Like I used to be like, I, I wish I could fit in a size eight or size 10 or whatever size that is. Um, and you would look and you'd see other girls that they look great in anything they wear and you kind of get jealous of that. But you'd be like, I feel like I look fine too. Looks aren't enough to get you to do the things to that you need to do when you don't feel like doing it. That's not a, an in-depth enough uh, reason to, to make it. So and money's the same way, just so you guys know. It's like, if your only objective is to make money, it's always going to be a side hustle. It can't be anything more than that because when you don't feel like doing it, money's just not enough to overcome the feeling of not wanting to do it. It just is. And it's the same thing with weight and, and looks. And so for me at that moment, when I was standing there, I just felt like life was passing me by. And it was just a very obvious life. You have to do something about this or you're not going to, to live probably much longer. And I do come from a family with diabetes and overweight, and it's always been known. Like the thing was always, oh, you know, the women in our family, once they have kids, they just get big. Like, that's what it is. Like, and then you don't lose it. It's just what it is. And so, you know, I adopted that story. It's the story we tell ourselves, like, obviously genetically, like this is where I'm at. And I don't know, just on that strip, it was a split second decision that was like, I'm never doing this again. And in my hardest moments, I would flash back. And I still do sometimes to just standing there, just that feeling of like, I never want to go back there again. And I think sometimes that's what people forget, or maybe they ignore is that as you climb in weight and in your build, your movements are different. You feel different. Um, going up a flight of stairs takes more out of you. Walking the Las Vegas trip, and I've been to Las Vegas twice, takes more out of you. And you made a good point when you mentioned that looks isn't enough for the weight loss. It can get you to start the process. You may have an outfit and you're like, ooh, just last year, I was able to fit in this, and this year I can't. It'll get you there. But if you're looking to sustain it, it's in the mind. It's all in the mind. Right? Absolutely. And, and now the cool thing about clothes and as you lose weight is it is an awesome bonus, right? Like money is an awesome bonus. Like we were talking about, like I equate the two things that people, they want. Most people, how do I lose weight? How do I make money? Like those are the two things but it's the same recipe for both things. And they're awesome bonuses when you take care of and add value back to yourself. So if you do it for that reason alone, it's not enough to sustain. But if you find the deeper reason, like I never want to feel like this again. And I know like the feeling of I can't do something 
or I'm at the mercy of my body that I have not taken care of. And don't get me wrong, like to this day, there are things, even though I've lost a ton of weight and I'm continuing this journey, um, I still have recourse for the many years of the binge eating. Teeth decay from um, lots of sugar and, and, and doing things like that. And also um, IBS, uh, irritable bowel syndrome. So there, there are things that like I still have to manage, but they're a lot easier to manage because of, I'm feeding myself the right foods. Um, and I don't mind the right foods, but it took some time to acquire the taste of enjoying those foods. Like before it felt like a chore. Um, and, and the one thing I've learned about the food, guys, is when you're on this journey, you don't realize it. You've been so manipulated with your food taste from these corporations that real food cannot compete with it. You've got to understand it's not going to taste the same because it can't compete with it. it they've manipulated the foods that you're getting from fast foods and things to, to, to take part in your brain for it to light up and like it. And so when you start taking those things away, it can't compete with that. So you're right. Like a thing of strawberries is not going to feel the same as eating a thing of candy when you're craving something sweet. But if you do it long enough and you just, there comes this invisible threshold. Once you cross it, you don't want the candy and you want the strawberries because your brain starts craving that. But it takes, you, you literally just have to understand you're going to have to fight through it. It's kind of, it's a fight. It was for me anyway. It wasn't simple because I was highly addicted to it. And that same way you described it is how it describes me not eating meat any longer. As I mentioned this to a few people, they would ask the question, how do you do it? And I would tell them, once you get to the point, as you mentioned, that threshold where you're like, I am going to do this. Once you cross over, you can't go back. But I think we don't visualize us doing it. But you mentioned the candy. Almost every celebratory event involves something sweet. Birthdays, cake, chocolate. Um, most holidays, there's some form of candy, right? Christmas, you have a candy cane. Halloween, you have bags and bags of candy, right? Um, anniversaries, lots of sweets. Easter, lots of baked sweets as well. And I think we've gotten to the point where we're so reliant and we're so accepting of these bad foods that we no longer know what good food tastes like. And for you, Monica, when you look back at that person on the Las Vegas Strip and you say that this is who I don't want to be anymore, it's your template, I don't want to be this person anymore, and you're moving as far away as possible from that, was the biggest challenge the food or was it the activity of losing weight? The activity was easier than the food by far. Cause I I've had to learn many, many times that you cannot outrun your fork. Like you, you can't, it's this, you know, it's a saying, um, but what, but they go so hand in hand for me. So the fitness kept me accountable to the nutrition. So if I'm going to spend the time and invest my time into getting up extra early, 5.30, 6 in the morning, um, and I'm going to invest the energy and the pain, 
Um, because there's a lot of times where I felt like I needed a full body casket to be her like a cast, not a casket cast, uh, because you're in so much pain, you know, because your body's never moved like that before and you're forcing it to do things. So the pain was good. So the pain was like a signal that I'm doing something right. Um, and ironically, the thing with pain is if you work it again, a lot of times you can work out the soreness too. And I I've learned that it's like working through the pain which I was able to apply that to other areas of life. And that was the really cool thing with this journey. Um, but working out was like, okay, when I noticed that these foods make working out easier, it, it was like, okay, it kept me accountable uh, to wanting to eat healthy. But I learned very quickly that if I like a cheat meal, when I have a cheat day, I realized that next workout, I could tell an immediate difference in my body's performance and what it can do. And so it kept me like, man, it, I'm making it harder on me by not eating the right foods because I'm making these workouts way harder than they have to be. And I'm one of those people that are always asking myself, what am I making harder than it needs to be? And like, I'm the most hard-headed person. So I'll tell you, like, there's a million things, but if I can start making it easier, like if I just did this, then this would be easier. Um, and you're not always going to be motivated, but the working out kept me in the game. So even if I wasn't always, if I would go through a spell where I wasn't eating as healthy, but I was eating, but I was making sure I was getting to the gym regardless and suffering through the workouts even more. It kept me in the game while I was going through that. Um, but if I would have just said, never mind, I've already eaten this bad food, it doesn't even matter, then I've just learned because I've done this so many times, I'll just go right back to where I was because you have a thermometer and that's what you're used to. And so if you don't find a way to balance that was like working out was my like non-negotiable, no matter what or how I feel, I have to work out because it releases so much of my anxiety, depression, things like that. But it also keeps me honestly accountable to the foods I eat because I, it, it makes me aware when I, try to pretend I don't, I'm not aware that what I'm eating is holding me back. Cause we do that. Like I, we're great at lying to ourselves, you know? Oh yeah. We lie to ourselves every day. Oh, yeah. So you're like, <laughs> this much. isn't a big deal, but when I work out and I can tell it's harder now, there's still a danger zone there because then when you, if you're eating it for so long, badly, you start realizing your brain will start thinking this is the normal workout is the harder workout. You don't realize how much tougher you just made it, but you can really, really tell when you're in a routine and you even break it for a day. It's just, if you start getting too comfortable with it broken, it will, it'll catch up. So when you got to 265 pounds, what was your, what was your thought process at that point? And where did you want to go in your life? So in that point in my life, um, I had tried to lose weight many, many times. I did what a lot of people do. Like everybody makes fun of New Year's, but starting over, I don't. Because you know what? This time it's stuck, you know? And so as long as you're not giving up the fight and you're continuing, keep doing it. But you don't have to wait till New Year's to restart. Like you can restart any day that you choose. But as long as you are doing it and trying, 
you are getting closer to the safety zone and less in the dangers. When you just think there's no hope left, you're in the danger zone. So at 265 at that place, I wanted to build, I made the decision that I wanted to build an empire and I wanted to live my life the way that I choose for the first time. Like that was like, not just build an empire, not just like, I wanted to have a life that I was proud of, a marriage that I felt great in, a home when with involved no yelling and screaming and like just was peaceful and fun and joyous. And um, I wanted to live a life of adventure and trying things um, my whole life. You know, I've, I've, I've fought against that. And that was part of the weight. Like it was just a physical view of what was going on on the inside. And so at that point on the strip, when I was like, we were so excited, we'd never been to Vegas. Um, it was supposed to be this really cool trip. Just my husband and I, we've never taken a trip together alone because I wanted to follow adventure. I want to do all these things. And it was the, no, no, you're like, you're not, you have not earned this right to do these things. And so it just was, what do I want more? Like, is it the piece of cake or the adventure and trying new things and going to new places and not having to worry um, about if, you know, if we go to Six Flags, if the seatbelt will fit or riding in the airplane, like that was a horrible event there too. I had nothing the whole trip, but reminders of my size and how I don't fit in to the world that I want to live in. And that is a very different feeling than your size and trying to fit into a world that doesn't want you to fit into it. So they're completely two different things. When you make the decision, this isn't fitting the life I, I want, it changes everything. But when you're like, it doesn't fit into the life that they want, you get hard on yourself and you go back and you try it over. Um, the biggest thing I learned early on was as great as my intention was, you know, I would fail sometimes. And where I used to mess up was the next day I'd be like, well, I fell, I might as well. And I would start over like not doing the things I should have been doing, like the working out and things like that. And after January, when we came back, it was, all right, I, I made a deal with myself. When that happens, I have to pretend and trick my brain like that didn't happen, even though it did, so that I will quit beating myself up to do the things I know I need to do today. Like there's no use in crying over what you messed up yesterday on. When you're focused on the problem, your brain moves towards that problem. When you're focused on the solution and the solution is to only better yourself today than you were yesterday, then you will do that. And so most of us and the people that I know that struggle with this, and I was totally this person, was that I would completely just loop, like I'd slash one tire and go ahead and slash the other three. And I love the way you put that, Monica, because you said it in a way where you're taking back your body. You're taking back your experiences. You're taking back everything that you wanted to do and everything that you had planned because it's a sense of joy for you to be able to do these things. But unfortunately, 
your situation was preventing you from doing it in the way that you wanted to do it. When now you're looking back on your weight loss journey and you've lost the amount of weight that you've lost, how proud do you feel right now looking back? I feel extremely proud. Um, If you asked me this a year ago, I would not have said that because I would be so focused on I'm not where I want to be. And I'm still not. Um, I still have a mom belly. I still like the, the thing that was hard for me was I always envisioned that when I lost weight, like I would look normal, I guess. And when you're that obese, um, your body gets smaller, but it's like the same shape. So your shape doesn't necessarily change your roles. Your like the fat is just getting smaller. And so it took a long time and love and extra gratitude for what I was creating and, the, and focused on what I could now accomplish that I couldn't before um, running faster, doing box jumps, being able to, to lift um, focus on like the muscle growth um, and less on my body image. Um, and now it's kind of, I heard just the other day, it said plant, uh, it prosper where you're planted, be present with where you're planted. And so I, I loved that because I was like, you know, that was the breaking point for me. And that's where I'm at now. I was like, now I have a ton of pride because that girl on day one, I don't, are we allowed to cuss? It was one tough bitch. Like she was a tough bitch. Uh, you know, when I look back, if I had to put on that much weight and do the same workout today that I, where I was started, it would be hard. And so for that girl to show up every day and willingly have her butt kicked and fight through, like, I'm so proud of her. We're not the same. I almost feel like we're two different people now, like characters, but I thank her for getting me here. It's like, now I I'll take it from here, but I'm so thankful that she made the decision, like the clear decision to do it because now we have a way better life. We go um, on trails together, like as a family, and we include outdoor activities and we're less focused on spending money activities and more together activities. And um, the culture of my family is completely different. All of my kids look at eating healthy. They don't even wanna eat their school lunches. They wanna bring their lunch and the meal prep. This is the food they enjoy. They naturally enjoy it because we've created that. Um, and experimenting with food. That's another like thing I started. I got less picky and was like, okay, like, I don't know if I'm going to like it. I just started realizing I don't know what I like and what I don't like because I've been only fed these processed foods my entire life. So we got creative, you know, and the other myth buster is that eating healthy doesn't cost a ton more. It like, it's really cheap. Like a lot of our food is rice, sweet potatoes and chicken. And that food, honestly, we were spending double that on the bad stuff, the prepackaged stuff. I think sometimes what people don't realize is that when you make the initial change, it may be seen as expensive because you're new, right? You're just basically grabbing what you see. But then when you realize it takes planning, 
And I think sometimes that is a, that's a difficult part for a lot of people who want to eat healthy is that it's easy to eat unhealthy because you don't have to plan it, right? You yeah. just go to the chip section, dip, you go to McDonald's. It's more like cruise control, right? Walk and grab, walk and grab. But when you start to eat healthy, you have to understand, okay, if I'm, if my stomach, if my gut health isn't where it should be, I can't eat this type of food. If I want to not be as hungry and minimize my appetite, but still feel fulfilled, I need this type of food. But then once you get into the habit and the routine, that's where everything starts clicking to your point, right? And it's not as expensive as you once thought, because when you look at your grocery bill, you're like, wow, it's half. Yeah, it's it's not as much nearly anymore. Um, The other thing is when I started to keep in mind is you're switching your whole body up on what's fuel it's running on. And so it is expensive at first because you're going to rush through this, these foods and they're not going to feel as filling as the processed foods you've been eating. Um, but it doesn't take very long for that switch to happen, luckily. And so if you just hang in there, what, what I learned for me is like, if I eat every two hours, I'm a really happy person. And I don't be, it's not a lot. It's like a cup of fruit. And then maybe a cheese and beef stick two hours later. And then like my calorie intake is so much less, but I feel more fulfilled throughout the day. I, I feel more happier throughout the day. Like, and people will tell you to, like way the mood is different. The, the types of food, you're, it just, it changes everything. But yes, the whole like uh, memes that you see when someone starts a diet and they're depressive and they're. Like, and they're showing every picture they're eating. Well, they're doing that because they're really, really trying hard to make, to, to stay on track. And that is, the, they're trying to get their brain focused on what they're eating and not what it's constantly in the back of their mind trying to get them to eat. And so, but once they pass that, that threshold, it gets way easier. Like all of it does, but you just kind of have to understand it's just going to suck. And there's no way around it at first. Um, and you just have to be willing to let it suck and sit in the suckness. Like, that's it. And most people aren't willing to do that. What advice would you want to share, Monica, with those who need that push? Or at least an understanding of how to start their own weight loss journey? Because it does take courage. It absolutely takes courage. I will tell you this, get involved with a tribe. Um, that was my saving grace because they kept me accountable. They didn't put up with any excuses. Um, and it's a two way street. Look, you can't have someone begging you to go to the gym. Okay. Their reminder of, Hey, we have class in the morning. Let's go. Should be enough. That should be enough accountability. Um, it's not their job to chase you, but if you, for me, I got signed up at a small boot camp. And that would not have been my choice because I thought boot camp was like army boot camp. And that was like, I was severely obese. Um, but I had a friend who really got me into it because she's like, look at me. I started there. You don't understand. Everything can be modified. Like I started with doing pushups against the wall because I couldn't do them for my knees. I couldn't do, and they want to protect the trainers want to protect your joints and make sure that your posture is good, that the form is good so that you do not harm yourself. And the bigger you are, you and the less you have worked out, you don't know what it feels like to do a squat properly. You don't know what it feels like 
to do a bicep curl properly. You have no clue. You think you do, and you think you're doing it right, but you you really need someone to make sure that you're not hurting yourself because that one little thing that hurts yourself in any kind of way, let's say you sprain something or you roll something, that's your golden ticket excuse from that point forward. And you don't want that. Like you, you really want at the end of the day, your change. And so if you get involved with the tribe, they're going to keep you accountable to be there. They're the most uplifting people that you'll ever meet. And they're going to be there to celebrate your wins. And when you are having your rough days and you're struggling, they're going to jump in right next to you doing it with you. And there's no better support than that. And the second piece of advice I would have to say to somebody getting going is make non-negotiables because the moment you start negotiating with yourself is the moment you're screwed. You're going to win. Your brain knows all of your weaknesses. It knows what it can say to you to get you to say, yeah, never mind. You have to just draw the line. Like for me, it was the working out. I'm not going to miss workouts. And that keeps me in the game. Um, that might not be the same for some people. Whatever that is for you, though, create some boundaries, some bumper gutters. Um, another thing I did when I first started is I call bumper gutters the, that come up to keep you on track. Um, I had written a list because I like to eat out and I wasn't going to break that habit like this. And I knew that. So I created a list of safe items I could eat at any of my favorite go to's. And so when I would get hungry, because that's a danger zone, by the time your stomach's growling, you're kind of getting to the point of being screwed and you'll pick whatever because you just want to satisfy the hunger. And um, being a realtor on the go, I, I had to figure out what I could do. So I had a list of uh, different things I could have on the go from Panda Express, their grilled chicken and steamed rice. That was an option. Um, Taco Bell's bowls from like Chipotle, that was an option. And part of it for me was feeling like I wasn't missing out on things I already enjoyed helped with bridging those things. Because it's not that I was eating Chipotle every day, but when I did, I felt satisfied and it was within the foods that I could have. Um, and that was a goal. Like those are things that you can do and spend 30 minutes or less and keep it on and keep it on you and it'll make a huge difference when you're in those moments because it's the split second decisions that change everything.